0: It's... The... Meg John... And... Justin...
1: Podcast! Yay! Yay. We're
0: back! (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that whooping.
1: I'm just too excited. This is amazing. Is
0: there such a thing as too excited?
1: No, I'm just... I'm excited enough. I'm just excited enough because Mm. I've really missed this the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: NJ's been out of the country.
1: I have. Been in the US of A. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have been here in london
1: well you know london's got a lot to re- recommend it over the us of a at the moment
0: yeah well just about yeah just about i'm not much of a traveler anyway so no a you'll of mostly body. find me here in fact <laughs> <laughs> if, if i ever go missing people probably i'm either at home or i'm at the pub and everyone knows <laughs> which pub i'm at yeah right? so yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah uh lots happened in the last three weeks we t- uh last recorded a podcast in the wake of all the harvey weinstein stuff but before the me too stuff that's right happening. so
1: yeah like just before i went away we'd done the power and consent yeah. podcast and then like yeah me too completely kicked off while i was in the states and yeah. like i just ended up having so many conversations about mm. it like it was you know raising this these issues with you know it was just pinging everybody really in one way or another yeah um and, you know, usefully, I think people were actually having, starting to have some conversations about things that they'd never really thought about before, yeah. really going through their past and thinking what had and hadn't been consensual. And yeah. But, you know, that, on the other hand, that's, you know, pretty emotionally big. I just, yeah, I, I feel like my whole trip mm. in the US was really marked by these kind of conversations with people yeah. um, about, like, you know, what had happened to them and who they were going to tell about it, you know, or not tell and how open they could be and... You know, and then seeing all of that play out online and, you know, that encouraged them and both encouraged them and discouraged them sometimes from yep. doing so.
0: Yeah. It's definitely I know that it started off a lot of conversations over here and people have been um Talking to me about it, I wrote a thing for Bish about what men can do around Me Too.
1: I really liked that. that Thank was superb. you.
0: MJ. Yeah, uh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking uh, I've got to write something about this, and then nice. at a conference the next day, uh-huh. and just kind of carried on writing it there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I don't actually think it's very good, but I think it's just one of those things that I just had to write because people were talking about it.
1: Well, I think it. I think it is genuinely yeah, an excellent piece.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, people have been talking a lot about the men's response to this, and yeah, yeah what the right thing for men to do is and um so i guess we're um we're not talking specifically about me too today but we're going to pick up on some of the yeah
1: on the thread of consent you know because that's something that's so important to us and we feel like that is so much the answer here is that if people have a better idea about what consent looks like Mm -hmm. then a they are better able to see when it's not consensual Mm you know and I suppose yeah going back to the conversations I had there was that sense of like people just beginning to really realize things had been non-consensual which Mm -hmm. they might have thought were consensual when they were happening so you can be better able to see what is consensual and non-consensual and then better able to also practice those things yeah totally um, as well so yeah we want to kind of pick up on that
0: the other thing that happened while you were away was uh, Hannah Witten made a video about us.
1: That's right. That was amazing. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, thanks,
0: Hannah, if you're listening. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people listened to our last week's podcast. Oh,
1: because 10. that was the
0: timing. Yeah. Had a lot of listeners to that. And also yeah. people have been sharing a lot on Twitter and yeah. really enjoying it. And thank you very much for that, everybody. It's like been our most listened to podcast so far seriously that's awesome over over 700 listens so far which is nice thank you Mm. um but in hannah's video she was talking about one of our podcasts that she really liked which was our guide to know yes i think that's like Mm. a really important thing because one of the things that has been coming up with um power and consent and what people have been talking about in terms of me too is that is that really our Yes means yes, no means no, understanding of consent clearly is not End. No, right. It's not. Yeah. And so, we, in, in that podcast, we talk about how there are lots of different kinds of no's, and people very rarely say no. Yes. People don't often really say yes either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's really about this having to have this much more kind of ongoing nuance, really paying attention to the other person, being present with the other person, idea of concern well, that we talk about. It's sort
1: of about what's your aim as well, isn't it? It's mm. like, think, like, what's your aim when you're going into that conversation? And I think that, you know, we've been encouraged. You know to think that the aim if you're chatting somebody up mm. is to get them into bed you know that that's the positive outcome mm. and you know quote unquote rejection is the negative outcome whereas you know in the communities that we're we're part of i think the shift has been towards the aim being consent yeah you know so it's not like the aim is a particular outcome yeah. the aim is making sure it's consensual and when the aim is con- that then you you're having a really different conversation 'cause it's not like a it's not like there's the the positive outcome is that you get that person the negative outcome as you don't? It's like the positive—you are going to get that person in some respect. Mm. You're, you're having this conversation with them right now, but the the, the positive outcome will be you—you know—something that both of you are happy with. Whether that's it turning into a friendship or whether that's having some sexual contact of, of one kind or another, or you know, whether that's deciding to go slow and see how you feel in a few weeks' time, or whether it's like, wow, this really doesn't—this really doesn't mesh. Let's not bother.
0: Yes, I mean, that just yeah. in terms of consent and. and the, in in all respects, mm. um, when it's one person trying to get another person to do a thing or to yeah have as you say have that aim of you know. Uh, talking to this person with the view that something mm. happens or whatever it is that might that might be, when you're trying to do that with a person you're, you're doing that to a person rather than with a person Absolutely, right? it
1: comes back to You'd- objectification Exactly, isn't it? and yeah. so
0: when when you're turning them into that object to try and make them, them do a thing that you want them to do, yeah. you're not with them, no. and so you're not really so you're losing out as well because you're not enjoying their company so yeah. it's like the whole idea of like chatting to somebody or chatting somebody up or Um, Even, you know, having sex, if we're doing this um, as a way of um, making the other person do a thing for us or having an aim with the other person, then we're also going to be losing out because we're not with them, they're not with us. And exactly. So
1: and, that, and that goes across every kind of encounter that we might think of in this terrain, right? So mm. we could think of those, the encounters that, you know, just been watching that video that David Schwimmer and co have mm. made about sexual harassment in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's workplace encounters with a colleague mm-hmm. where you maybe want some kind of connection with that colleague beyond the work one. Yep. You know, there's um, sending somebody a message on a dating app. Yep. There's chatting somebody up in a bar or mm-hmm. party there's you know if you're in a couple you know initiating some kind of sexual contact Mm -hmm. with your partner all of those things you know or or like you know trying to get some kind of sex happening in a in a couple that hasn't been happening so far mm-hmm. or like going to a sex club or watching porn or something like all of those encounters you know the thread that runs through them is that if you do them in the aim of getting a particular thing from that other person mm-hmm. then you set yourself up and then up, them up to fail because there's only two possible outcomes and one of them's good and one of them's bad yeah. whereas if you go the, across all of those same kind of encounters with much more of an approach of uh, a consent culture approach yeah then there's no bad outcome. No. It's just about, you know, the good outcome is it, it's done consensually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that that's it. I think another example of this mm-hmm. is actually with the handshakes thing. Yeah. So we talk about handshakes in our book, Enjoy Sex, How, and well, If You Want To. But Pick. it's also the... Um, the something that we've done uh, workshops with people and I run yeah. uh, with young people where we get young people or get people to take part in a series of handshakes mm. but one of those things when, when I ask them to do when I ask people to do their first handshake sometimes I ask people okay what is it that you're wanting to get out of that you know why do people shake hands yeah and I get a range of responses and, you know some people say well you know it's to meet somebody and to you know start off a conversation and mm-hmm. to you know to acknowledge that you're with them or some people say it's politeness or it's a thing that you do and other people yeah. say it's because I want to show them what kind of person I am I want to leave mm. them with a, a, my kind of mark you know yeah. the idea that there is a perfect handshake and that's what Donald Trump does right yeah. he kind of approaches these world leaders and it's like this power play and he wants to mm-hmm. show in public that he's more powerful than right. they are and actually he's showing it's a yes dickhead anyway <laughs> but, um but that's mm-hmm. you know it's that actually a handshake is really around just spending that small amount of time with another person enjoying that little micro moment of positivity and resonance with them absolutely can i work with this person will i get on with this person and being there with that person yeah
1: and again if you approach the um either meeting somebody or leaving somebody in that way mm. that it's about consent rather than it's about getting a particular thing from them yeah then you have a, everyone can have a much better encounter and i did um, introduce this to um some people in the u.s i did a little um training for my sister's workplace Mm. um, and they took me out to lunch to say thank you and we were just chatting away and I was telling them about our handshake exercise and also the video we made Mm. um, which is on our website for anyone who wants to see um, a little animation video about handshakes and I explained to them the different kinds and then when we all got to leave they spontaneously were like oh yeah let's do this in Mm -hmm. that way so we did we all negotiated our farewells and that was it was Really moving mm-hmm. to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like we got into like we all want, everyone decided they wanted a hug, and then people were like they wanted a hug with the backpack. Yeah, and then one person really didn't want the backpack, mm-hmm. so we had a really different kind of hug, and it was like yeah. it, you could see how radical it was for them to be negotiating it rather than just going for it so and, and it also led to a much better experience
0: for everyone concerned exactly. yeah and it's a social situation where we've, we've all been given scripts over what it is that we should or shouldn't be doing exactly and actually when we're able to say let's let go of the scripts of what we should yeah. or shouldn't be doing and tune into what is it that's going to work for us in this yeah. situation how can we be with each other in the most consensual way yeah that it's more and some for some people that is talking about it before it happens yeah for others it's more paying attention to kind of what's going on away all the way yeah. through and slowing it down that's what we call being third handshake yeah but this is just like it works in and of itself as an activity or as a mm. thing that we do in like a daily contact we do with people in a way we could do it more consensually but also works as an analogy for absolutely everything else to do with sex and relationships yeah I should say at this point if you would like us to come and run a workshop
1: oh yeah we'll come and run consent, our
0: handshake we'll workshop. we'll come to your yeah. workplace don't even worry about it i mean you're gonna have to pay us
1: Yes, some money. Uh, so we'd be really happy to do that. Uh, um, and Justin's cool. got a chocolate workshop as well, so we might even yeah, throw yeah. that one in for yeah, you. Handshake, I'm, Handshakes not, telling, and I'm not,
0: telling the, uh, not telling the listeners about the chocolate one yet. No. I'm going to sell that in a resource pack. It's <laughs> training.com. Yeah,
1: but you know, if we did a workshop for them, we might throw the chocolates in. You we'll know, bring the like, chocolates as long as they don't tell anyone else about it. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, but so. yeah, we've got all kind of metaphors for consent basically, and. Um, yeah I think it, just talking about it now what really occurs to me is just how much objectification is in there that the yeah. standard like seduction script mm-hmm. or the standard you know getting someone to have sex with me whether yeah. in an existing relationship or a new person script all is about you know one person trying to get something from the other person mm. whereas what we're talking about is so much more mutual mm. and even when it comes to shaking hands hello and goodbye or whatever again if you use this model it becomes much more mutual yeah. um, valuing of both people Concerned. Yeah. And it really strikes me that that has a way, ra- way greater resonance than just what we're talking about. Because, yeah. you know, in terms of gender equality, mm-hmm. in terms of all kinds of intersectionality, mm-hmm. people start... You know, having that mindset, and you know, makes me think of what bell hooks talks about. Like the big problem in romantic relationships is when they're not mutual. You yeah. just you just can't have love under those conditions where right. one person's trying to get stuff out of the other person, no, exactly. or both people are trying to get stuff out of each other. Exactly. And then, you know, on a much more global scale, you know, this is our downfall at the moment, and it's you know so much exemplified in the current politics around Brexit and Trump, isn't it? That it's all about treating people as Less so. We need to start with the micro moments, like handshakes. You know,
0: love it when MJ goes global like right. that. It's <laughs> kind of going off the like off the little notepad. There's nothing on the notepad, dear listener, about going global like this. My eyes, my eyebrows are like, where's MJ going with this? And Please save
1: a, the world through handshakes, I mate. could tell.
0: I could tell what was happening. There was a panicked look in MJ's eye as as they were looking at my eyebrows. Raising. and I'm like, where's I don't know what to say next. That wasn't. The Look of panic. That was
1: the look of right. We were going to save the world through <clears throat> sex advice and handshakes. If only we could get more people tuning into our podcast. Like
0: maybe I'm projecting my look of panic onto <laughs> you. You're
1: panicking. I'm not I'm panicking. panicking. I've got this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this. Um, so, um, so one of the things that is a real problem and was it was a real uh, issue that came up with me too was just about the gender scripts, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, um so this happens where, you know, uh so one set one gender, men, are given the script that you, they have to be we have to be active mm-hmm. and uh seeking out people and taking up the space and taking the lead yeah. and dominating and you mm-hmm. know, being all those things. Yeah. And women, another gender in in this case the uh, was that was basically me too was pretty much about men and women, it felt yeah. like to me. Yeah. Um uh, women are the opposite kind of mm-hmm. are meant to be passive meant to wait for men to ask them out or for men to take the lead and yeah you know, all that kind of stuff and those scripts are super problematic here and all of themselves
1: really you know and this is it with the handshake thing is what we're trying to get at is yeah. that the cultural scripts are the real yeah. the real enemy in this whole scenario and i th- mean you know obviously when you get down to the specifics you know people who have um done non-consensual behavior Mm -hmm. you know are are the bad guys and need to look at themselves but they are doing it in the context of wider cultural scripts which make it really hard to be otherwise i mean i think your excellent video that you shared today on bish about the donut theory of men um really got into you know into this really well that um you know men are being encouraged to put all of this dough <laughs> in place. That <laughs> made me explain
0: the whole video. No, no.
1: no. <laughs> uh, but you know the, what masculinity is seen as being. Yeah. You know, all those things that you just listed. Yeah. Um, mean that is really hard for men to step outside of that um, and and be otherwise. And it's just pervasive. You know, I was yeah. really thinking about sitcoms I've been watching recently. That just you know these kind of ideas of that that men have to seduce women mm-hmm. and also put down women and the miso- mm. misogyny is so normalized there's you know a fantastic video uh, came out a little while back talking about big bang theory mm. and you know these are these are not like uber masculine men mm. um you know the sort of guys you would hope could could step away from this stuff but no they're not they, there's a massive amount of misogyny on that show so many of the jokes are the you know are about women and so much um creepy behaviour is really normalised yeah. like one guy finally gets the girl in that classic rom-com way of having just worn her down over ages yeah. you know another guy is literally a kind of pick-up artist trying to use all of these kind of hypnosis mm. and other techniques to get women yeah. um, you know there's certainly a sense that they're entitled to, to women mm. and to sex you yeah. know so all of these things we've seen as part of the me too thing are just so normalised in in sitcoms and rom-coms and men's mags and you know online yeah. forums that everyone is accessing and you know when you're seeing that all the time as the kind of as the big joke Mm. as the big lol you know and and everything you know it's hard to it's hard to step outside it enough you know even if you're quite a critical person you know you're sort of brought back into it in in order to have a laugh at a comedy you know or engage with popular culture
0: I mean it's a difficult one because um, you know certainly with some of the stories that I was hearing about with me too I want to be really angry at the, yes. the men doing this and you know, mm. the, there are loads of men who don't do this yeah. and who who grow up with the same messages around masculinity and mm. there are men who do do it yeah. it kind of angers me that so many men have not got their shit together mm-hmm. um, and it does make me cross at those individuals mm-hmm. but I guess the thing I'm more cross at is that we have um, this kind of cult of masculinity which um which men have to take part in or they get excluded from, which is really uh, a yeah. scary place for men to be.
1: And that everyone is involved in reinforcing yeah. that. And we have, you know, it's not just media created by men. You know, I think there is yeah. a that cultural script you know, plays out in the kind of media that a lot of women are drawn to in chick lit, you know, in rom-coms mm. and, you know, in the whole, like, Mr. Darcy, you know, the whole Christian, Christian Grey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, right <laughs> again. It's like, you know, the, the kind of masculinity that is really kind of put across as the most sexy and romantic kind of masculinity yeah. is you know non-consensual bullshit
0: so what we're wanting to do is to with mm. all of our work and with our book enjoy sex however and if you want to yeah um is to put consent at the heart of this not because it's uh worthy or worthwhile or important yeah. because it is it's super worthwhile it's yes. the most important topic but also actually it's it will make everybody's lives better yeah. because it means that if we can let go of the gender scripts around mm. you know men having to be the aggressors having to take the lead having to mm-hmm. mean, make all the first moves and just allow people to be with each other if yeah. they want to and to enjoy that time that they're spending with each other yeah. for however long that um, that happens Yes, and then for people to leave you yeah. know each other at that, at that point and so this goes for kind of every single aspect of sexual relationships but it, by putting consent at the heart of it it also makes it more enjoyable for us all because mm. we're actually able to be with the person rather than to do the being a man thing yeah you know
1: As, and I was just thinking actually there's a whole other you know it really is enshrined in everything this this sort of problematic model of consent because mm. and, and a book I was just reading called um, He Said She Said that's mm-hmm. about um, a sexualist Assault. and it's about you know the legal system around rape and just this yeah. idea that you know the thing that they're all quibbling about is did she did she consent mm. at the beginning yeah and nobody was there to observe but of course you know our model of consent would be one that's got to be ongoing and yeah. it kind of shouldn't matter what happened at the beginning the fact mm. that somebody walked in and saw this situation playing out where she was clearly unhappy and he hadn't noticed yeah. you know well it went non-consensual regardless of where it started I mean you know?
0: that's the thing about the, the actual criminal law is that it is yeah. clear that it is about ongoing consent and that yeah. consent can be revoked at any time but how, uh, the way we teach people about consent isn't doing this at all yeah. it's all like okay did you make an agreement at this point that you're going to do a thing yes. okay then you're good to go
1: whatever whether that you know and the, the point the, the important point the book was giving was like people's the way people do that that it goes from consent to non-consent is usually they freeze yeah You know, they don't say no No. at that point. They just freeze, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is the fight, flight or freeze reaction, you know, and the way that they've been socialized or their bodies work is that they will go into freeze under that condition. Yeah. So we need to learn to... um, Read freezing as a no. Yeah. Just as we need to, you know, if the, the David Schwimmer videos really nicely point out, we need to uh, read a polite giggle. Yeah. As you know, I'm really uncomfortable
0: here, yeah. because you know that's that's what's going on. Actually, the, the last time I read flight fright flight. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy for you to say. Fight, 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 or or freeze. freeze. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was in um, Crown Prosecution um, guidelines around um, prosecuting non-consensual sex. Yeah, Um, it's it's in there. It's uh, so useful that you have a so whole careful.
1: legal side to yourself like that listeners it's, may not I, even be aware it's of. It's never
0: got me a job in my entire life. But anyway. But it's useful a, in this
1: podcast because I'm
0: like him. just throwing around this <laughs> novel I read like
1: and taking something from it about legal process and you're actually able to say this is how it
0: is. Well, actually, uh, mm. sex educators who listen to this, uh, the Crown Prosecution Service guidelines for for things like sentencing and also how you create, how you build a case. It's really interesting around yeah. uh, this stuff. It's actually, pretty, it's actually pretty good, well worth a read.
1: That's good to hear. It's such a shame that so few um, rape cases go to trial and so few get convictions given that exactly. situation. Yeah, um, um, yeah,
0: totally. Where were we going? Well, so what we were back saying back is
1: that, you know, one of the things we're saying in our book, Enjoy Sex, How and If You Want To, yeah. uh, is that, you know, not only... <laughs> there's there's so many points we're making about consent that it's not a one-off you know that if you that it's not that if no one says no you just go right ahead it's not that you just need that one yes at the beginning it should be ongoing through the whole encounter yeah um it's not just about the consent piece but it's about really questioning that whole cultural script uh, particularly Mm -hmm. the gendered aspect of it Mm. that one person initiates and the other person just goes with it or has to actually actively refuse Yeah. Um, and then what we're always saying about if we can and it goes back to the handshakes if we can be starting to practice consent in other areas of life mm-hmm. it's going to be easier when it comes to sex so you were saying I think before about how a lot of the negative reactions around me too has been kind of mm. guys saying oh but well, we can't do anything now like yeah. you know and um, you know and that and, and you know it's ludicrous but at the same time the, there's something in there about you know it is hard actually to do consent around dating or around chatting people up if you're not doing it around social invites to the pub or how you work in the workplace or any all these other settings so the answer is not like complain about it but actually try and be consensual in all those other respects and you'll find it a lot easier when you're buying someone a drink at a bar or (laughs) whatever else you're doing
0: exactly and um that like doing doing a thing consensually is like it it will take some like thinking about it and take some work on how you do it, but yeah. you're more likely to have it's more like to be enjoyable, more mm-hmm. like to be um, successful in inverted commas, yes. But also, it's just more likely to you know if it's more consensual, then it's you you're, it's going to be better for you as well. It's yeah. the, it's so I've got a thing up like bish that I've been posting. I wrote I wrote this thing for bish like a flow chart about how to chat somebody up
1: oh I saw that that was another great thing you did thank you
0: yeah Um, flow charts for the win right I mean it's basically it shows how hard it is chatting somebody up yeah and um, and how to do that consensually because first of all they have to like be giving you some kind of signal that they're interested in you talking to them yeah which is really hard to do uh, even for the most neurotypical folk it's really hard to read whether somebody actually wants you to go talk to them and then as you slowly go over Mm. does their back suddenly turn away from you and do they start talking to their friends or move yeah i love that don't go over yeah or do they continue to smile as you walk over and look quite excited and then you know it's like that's really hard process to do And some people are very good at that and other people you know are less good at but
1: and it is made hard by gender dynamics because another thing i got david schwimmer's getting all the plugs from me but those those videos which i'd recommend having a watch of on sexual harassment you really see how the women have been in the videos have Mm. been so encouraged to be people pleasing Mm. because you know those each of the videos kind of follows a little workplace scenario through to the point of sexual harassment but like those early moves that the guys are making you know the women yeah, it it is clear to the viewer how uncomfortable the women are yeah. but they're not showing discomfort by saying please stop or no yeah. or this is really out of line they are doing it by just uncomfortably giggling or mm-hmm. just s- stepping back a bit so i think we do need to be teaching people the skills to re- read those things as you yeah. know unless it's unless there's really unless there are these enthusiastic moves towards you then don't go there. If I mean, you think it might be a maybe, default to a no. I know? mean,
0: we we always talk about power and we talk about consent, and this is something that you know harks back to our last podcast. But yes. again, if you're in like a public situation, mm. uh, if you're in like a pub, for instance, yeah. and you're a man and you want to approach a woman, you also mm. have to bear in mind that pubs are about male spaces. Yeah, and that many women don't feel very safe or feel less safe than mm. men do in pubs yeah. or clubs, mm-hmm. and in, in an environment where many men, women are just going to be constantly being hit on yeah. and not really able to enjoy their evening you have to remember all of that stuff as well
1: yeah, just um, like in
0: the workplace exactly. in these examples you need to remember that
1: nearly all of those scenarios the guy's got more power Yeah. you know, he's phot- photographing the woman or mm-hmm. he's her boss or he's her doctor um, these kind of things, so it's like that extra load of power, and that's where as well the power thing is so helpful for then getting beyond just those gendered he, she kind of scenarios, yeah. and obviously the the other kind of news around male-on-male mm-hmm. m- male non-consent that came out while I was away, yeah. um, it, it, you know, exemplifies just how much age can be more the relevant yeah. power dynamic in play, or somebody just, again, somebody just being a super powerful person in the yeah. industry with a much less powerful person. Yeah. Um, they have the onus has got to be on them to think really carefully on how the hell they can ensure that it's consensual and really Mm. really notice when that person is not showing interest yeah yeah
0: so the other thing that we've not really talked about that it's on the notepad MJ, oh yeah uh, is about other global th- politics is not on the notepad not but I still notpads. managed to
1: get that in <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: <laughs> we're, we're wanting to have like another go at sex advice books will not we and, oh like, god yeah really no, this but is also, it like, I also want to like again I want to criticise sex education as well. yeah. it's like you know if you're not really talking about consent in this level of detail that we're talking about yeah. here and or encouraging other people to do that in your classrooms or in your yeah. workshops in your books you're not doing it right well, again, what's You're the aim? It right. What's the aim? Yeah. The,
1: the aim of, like, most mainstream sex ed is, like, get kids not to have sex. Yeah. The aim of most sex advice for adults is make people have sex. Yeah. Right? Neither of those is good aim. You no. know, the aim should be, you know, getting people having consensual, consensual pleasurable times or whether or not that's sexual.
0: Mm. How, when and if they want to.
1: How, when and if they want to, exactly. Mm. And it does. it is getting to me, because, yeah, I'm going to have this moan, because we haven't sold that many copies of our book, have we? No. We've not made a penny. We've made minus £800. Pounds £684. Or, oh. oh, OK, it's better than I thought. Anyway, <laughs> so wasn't great. Um great. But, you know, I analysed 65 sex advice books, yeah. and the average amount of those books dedicated to consent was n- zero pages. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it sink in like none of those books and websites that I looked at and newspaper columns that I looked at and magazine columns that I looked at were about consent and then me too comes out and like Certainly. so many people well, you know the majority of women are saying this has happened to me yeah and those bloody sex advice media mm-hmm. haven't even dealt with this at all and no. you know all I think is like they' you know they're com- compounding the problem yeah. by making people feel like they ought to have sex yeah that's all they're doing is actually making matters worse a lot yeah. of them like sex educators and sex advisors need to take a long hard look at themselves and their own role mm. in what has led us to this point yeah and if we carry on having that kind of media again it's just gonna keep us in the same place just as we carry on having these silly sitcoms with misogynist humor in them it's, yeah. it compounds the problem we're gonna be in the same place you mm-hmm. know ne- next you'll be in me too for the generation in 20 years time if we uh, don't start doing this shit differently and you know buy our book thank you
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. buy our book and also if you're a sex educator uh, check out the project that we both worked on uh, do sre for schools or do rse for schools dot com now we've changed it
1: R- RSE rather than SR.
0: relationships and sex education right. we've switched it so it looks like DORS
1: yeah but I feel like that's a good I like that they've put relationships first instead of I mean, sex
0: I kind of dislike it but I'll oh, right. like it but anyway, uh, anyway do what RSE for schools.com. Do,
1: do look at do because yeah it's free resources we've for all the schools we've revamped the website and to, it's,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's basically kind of like enjoy sex hour, and if you want to but across a curriculum right for a younger age group so it's kind of like it's not sex positive it's sex critical yeah it's not a lot of it is about sex uh, we've got handshakes in there yeah it's about how we feel about ourselves and expectations and being critical of love and stuff it's like you know yeah. yeah
1: same idea same ideas but for a younger audience yeah
0: and, and uh, easier for teachers as yeah well.
1: but this is just so important like this should be the starting point of all of this kind of education advice mm-hmm. and it should be running through it all yeah. the way and instead it's like an afterthought if it's anything yeah you know it's it should be right at the start yeah. and it should, you know, like we're saying, it should be the aim like if you go into all these scenarios with the aim of how do we do this consensually rather than the aim of how do I get the thing I want yeah, then, you know, much better odds that everyone has a good time, including yourself, and no one gets a conviction so that's good, Yeah. or like have their names spread all over the media, so that's yeah. good too
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <sighs> right
0: good rant, glad we got that out of yeah. our system yeah
1: feeling it today. Yeah. hmm
0: uh, so uh do please tell everybody about uh <laughs> the only sex advice book which really centers consent centers consent. Yeah. Um available now to actually buy from many Waterstones. Oh nice. Yeah yeah you can actually go into a shop, buy one. Nice. Take it well, take it to the counter, you know, yeah. Yeah yeah. I exchange you know, bip on a <laughs> bit your card on the thing thing and you leave with it. <laughs> Uh, you know, but like, it's pretty as well it's got a really nice cover yeah yeah um, so little. do buy and do tell everybody about it and please review it oh yeah Amazon Goodreads yes yeah. please help us sell this book yeah uh, so because um, even
1: you know god if even if the outcome was that we wouldn't make a whole load of money from it but all the other sex advisors started writing better books with consent at the heart of them I'd be happy enough with that mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah, I want yeah. some money as well but you know yeah. it would be also nice to like just just change the culture on this yeah uh, Anyhow, uh, yes. Let's get consent, and you know that's not to say that all media is doing a bad job. I think a lot of the a lot of the media for young folks, you know, like Scarletine, Teen, Teen Vogue, and things like that, are doing a much better job. Much you know, better. it's 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 this sort of mainstream stuff for older folks that's so, or well, you know, ad- ad- adults rather yeah. than young people that's doing such a terrible job at
0: the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I think young people are going to be much better equipped than the the older folk that precede them around stuff, around this kind of stuff. I, so I because hope so. They're more, um, a lot of them are just more tuned into stuff.
1: But I know, and it, then it's the gutting how we get these attacks on millennials and these attacks on you know people who are trying to bring in trigger warnings and such mm. like. You know, it feels like there's such a moral panic about young people when actually a lot of a lot of them are a lot more switched on about consent and social justice and yeah. trying to make these changes, so keep going keep yes. going people yes. it's, what you're mm. doing is great
0: so <laughs> mm. um, if you've liked this podcast, uh, then please do c- come say hi on the Twitters yeah Meg John Justin We're happy um,
1: to answer your questions or like have a rent a rant if you yeah. want to give us a topic we're, we're quite willing to rant
0: about other things as well. Uh, we'll rant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're often talk We're often ranting about consent because it's so important and yeah. integral to everything we're doing. But we can rant about other things oh, too. Yeah,
1: we talked about biscuits and cake earlier today. Yeah, we could have a quite a long rant about what counts as a biscuit
0: and a cake. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: How disappointing those Rocky Road mini bites that you put.
0: <laughs> it's a bit, bit pass-ag, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or is it just? Or is that it just was ag? <laughs> it was
1: just it was ag. It was just pure ag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, and if you visit our website, you can see details of uh, other stuff that we do. If you go to the about us section, you can um, see where you can contact us for uh, absolutely workshops, one-to-one work training, workshop, one-to-one training. Yeah,
1: so. all kinds of things we can do.
0: Yeah, uh, um, we will come to your workplace. Uh, mm. don't worry. I mean you have to invite us. Yeah. <laughs> just we'll turn, turn up, up on a specified date <laughs> and time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just coming to your workplace. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so this podcast is also available via SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Meg John Soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. I'm out of practice. Yes, yeah, I'm a while And my website is uh John and Justin. Dot com
1: and Twitter is at Meg John Justin. Yeah. And Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Meg John
0: Justin. Believe so. That's it. Cool. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.